volatility, uncertainty, complexity. This is the work environment that is our reality. What will leaders need to know to be successful in the future? Who will they need to be to build team member commitment? How will they need to show up to create a motivating environment for their people? Welcome to the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast, a dialogue about how leaders will need to adapt to be successful in a rapidly changing world. And now, please join your host and executive producer, Sal Sylvester, to engage in the conversation about the future of leadership and how to transform people into confident leaders. As you may know, we're interrupting season two of our Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast to share some resources and tools to help you, your leaders, and our community through this crisis. Thank you for joining me. I am Sal Sylvester. At the time of this recording, we're at week 11 in the crisis. In our last episode with Barry Shapiro, we addressed the topic of mental health in the workplace and how to help managers address the challenge of loss and grief without crossing the lines of becoming a therapist. We're also noticing that different personality styles are responding quite differently in this virtual world. So we're bringing back our special guest, Tammy Krings, who joined us in season one, where we talked about emotional intelligence and the DISC personality style model. Tammy's the president and CEO of the Conversations That Matter, focused entirely on helping leaders and teams strengthen how they align and engage in a whole new way and at a time when we're starving for true connection. So in this interview with Tammy, we'll build on the conversation that we started in season one and specifically address how the different DISC personality styles are responding in a virtual environment and how you can connect better with them. Let's go to the interview now. Tammy, in our last interview, we talked about the importance of emotional intelligence and that people who are socially and emotionally intelligent have more successful relationships and they're able to navigate the complexity and the unpredictability of our work environment with more success and ease. Fast forward four months, and now we find ourselves in the midst of this global pandemic. And at the time of this recording, at least in Colorado, we're at about week 11. And there's just an enormous amount of unprecedented levels of complexity and unpredictability. So I'm excited to have you back, really wanted you back on the show so that we could hear about some insights around personality styles and really how people are responding in this virtual work environment or hybrid work environment and how as leaders we can start connecting better with them. So where we are today, Tammy, what's your point of view? What do leaders need to start thinking about next? Well, thank you for having me back on, Sal, because I think this is a very important topic that we have an opportunity to be intentional about how we want to show up as leaders. So what leaders need to start doing next, or if they're not yet doing, we'd really encourage allowing themselves to take a pause, giving ourselves permission to pause and move aside from being efficient and results-driven and hitting the numbers, which is extremely important right now as we also try to out-innovate ourselves to create the next offering and meet our customers' needs. But in addition to that, how does our leader want to be known in two years? when we're through with this critical time. Ideally, how do they want their team members to reflect and think about that time together? So for leaders right now, we'd encourage them to really get clear about how they want to be defined. And in doing that, think about how they want to nurture their team, how they want to protect their team, 
and ultimately how they want to connect with their team. And in doing so, that requires us to modify and adapt to each person in each environment, in each situation. We may have a team member who has a two-year-old toddler that they're also caring for while trying to be available on Zoom calls. You may also have a leader that has four kids at home that are all trying to do school school from home and also managing the details of working from home. So we have to be sensitive to all of those elements, but then individually, how do we best connect to each person so that we can really understand where they're coming from and respond to that? When we spoke last time, we laid out the DISC model as a framework for understanding human behavior, for understanding ourselves better as leaders, and then for adapting and applying strategies to move beyond a one-size-fits-all approach to others. And there's four personality styles in this model, dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. It gives us that framework to connect, as you were just talking about. Walk us through, just as a quick reminder, on some of the characteristics of each of those styles. So our dominant style is really comprised of being fast-paced and logic-focused. And how that appears for us is they are firm, forceful, strong-willed, direct. They like things in bullet point format. They like things bottom-lined. And their priority question that they're most concerned about is what? What are we here for? What's the purpose? What's the agenda? Our influence style is also fast-paced, but people-focused. And what that means is that we see them as lively, outgoing, optimistic, enthusiastic, and they care about the people first. So they have a lot of questions around who's involved, who can I connect with? And right now, especially who can I connect with, it means a whole new thing. Our steadiness style is comprised of the people focused, but also being thoughtful and moderate paced. And what that looks like are individuals who are calm, and careful and patient and really are nurturers that may be taking on a lot right now behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because that's just their tendency. Their priority question is how and how can I help? How can I support? How can I contribute to this? Sometimes it's even how can I save this from going too far? Hmm. And so there's a lot of protection, I think, going on from our sinus style that is probably invisible for most teams. And our conscientious style is comprised of thoughtful, moderate-paced, and logic-focused. And we see individuals who are reserved and their priorities around accuracy and precision and being very systematic and analytical. And their priority question is why, which sounds more like, help me to understand, prove it to me, give me the plan. And right now, that plan is probably even more critical because there may be times that we're in meetings and we don't yet have the next steps outlined. And imagine we don't have the next steps outlined and we no longer have a walk from the meeting room to the next meeting room, or we don't have that hallway conversation that we so much relied upon to wrap things up. That's definitely a need that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we now find ourselves in this virtual environment And again, some organizations have some site required people on site and and others that are required to work from home. So we do have a lot of hybrid situations out there as well. And we're seeing styles respond to this virtual environment very differently. And as leaders, it's really important for us to go beyond that one size fits all approach as we're still trying to engage people and stay connected with people and build an environment of psychological safety where we can take some risk and experiment and 
pivot the business and experiment more and pivot the business. So it's really critical that we start adapting to how these styles are responding. What are you noticing about how the different styles are responding in the virtual environment? So each style is responding quite differently, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things observing is dominant style may have a tendency to go on their own because they're typically very independent. Sometimes they may just go to the next step without considering buy-in from other team members. And so what we're trying to coach them on is it's okay to slow down a little bit right now and ask, does everyone in agreement with where we're going? Are we, are we committing to the same decision? Because our desire for variety and that fast pace and independent nature, even the competitive nature of our dominant style can sometimes get in the way when mm-hmm. it's really not as visible right now. They're motivated by change, by results, by making things happen. And so it's easy in this virtual world for them to either isolate themselves or isolate others if they move too quickly without bringing other people along. That's exactly it. And we're part of team huddles or team meetings. Mm -hmm. And we're watching a whole new, kind of like a, a new flourish of the team now that everyone is connected in the same way. So it's actually now that we can leverage the everything disc model for some of this connection piece, people are actually more sensitive to each style. So they may actually be calling out, Hey, are you sure you understand where we're going and you're clear about all this? And if you have any changes, certainly let us know. So we're seeing also reframe and use some of those keywords with each style so yeah. that they don't feel so independent and out there because we do run the risk of just going on our own. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're talking about the dominant style, let's talk about how should we, what should we be looking for as leaders? Where might they struggle and how do we mm-hmm. connect with them in this virtual world? Yeah. So we need to be looking for, if we're on a project team, for example, our dominant style is very clear about the expectations and the objectives and that they are um, understanding the handoffs rather than just going independent or who they can best collaborate with. Just call it out, right? Just Mm -hmm. to help them say, this is not the time to just go on your own. Their struggle may be the lack of variety and the change of environment, the change of pace a little bit. So we just got to watch for that. If they don't have that variety, they may want to go on their own and take a detour on a project. Or even the competing priorities, right? Hey, I'm getting bored with this. This sounds like something else I'd love to do instead. And so just kind of like keeping a track on some of that. Their struggle may be that for some things, they don't move fast enough mm-hmm. because we are trying to be intentional about bringing people along and including everyone on their meetings. We're no longer dealing with so-and-so is late to a meeting because they had to walk down the hall or grab something. So we're finding people that are, most meetings are starting on time. Most of the time, they're going from meeting to meeting. Being able to even help our dominant style kind of switch gears and be able to move in a way that's more methodical and bringing people along will be really helpful. There isn't a playbook right now to address the complexity in our work environment. More than ever, leaders need other leaders to share strategies and tactics ideas, and action plans. That's why we started our Leadership Coaching Circle. It's a six-month program that provides a platform 
for an exclusive group of already successful senior leaders to support each other, to accelerate their development, and to navigate change together. Each leadership coaching circle is comprised of hand-picked cohorts of four to six senior leaders. The program includes a monthly leadership exchange to elevate leadership skills and gain insights from other successful senior leaders. It includes one executive coaching session per month to address the targeted needs that each participant might have. There's a peer coaching element to it, and of course, access to our Coach Metrics platform for leadership frameworks, communication, session notes, and other resources. If you're interested in applying to be part of our Leadership Coaching Circle program, our next cohort's gonna start in the next 30 days. Send us an email at info at 512solutions.com. Info at 512solutions.com. So that's the dominant style. The influence style shares the characteristics of being active and fast paced as the dominant style does. And they tend to be more people focused, accepting, receptive, agreeable. What are you noticing about the influence style working in this virtual environment? Yeah, this is an interesting one for me because I just was joining a team. There's a new team of a company that they had just kind of formed and they all went through the everything disc model. And so we were doing a virtual session with them and this one new team member, Julia, was reading through her report and said this, this right here, and she read off six or seven bullet points that really captured her stress level around this because she Mm -hmm. craves that interaction and the connection that our eye style typically needs. Just the people interaction, the ideation time, the time to process out loud. And that's one thing that we're finding is how do we still make time for that in a way that's respectful and more of a chat through the hallway, even replicating the hallway connections just to talk through and process. So we're verbal processors. And are we allowing enough time to make that happen? Because otherwise we can go inward and not feel like we're validated or we don't feel like we belong to the conversation. And then that's kind of where it gets into the place of needing to connect even deeper with our eye style. I've noticed with the eye style in the workplace, there's something really missing for them on Zoom or on video. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a level of connection when you've got the Brady Bunch boxes up and you can see everybody's <laughs> face. And, but what's missing that I found for the eye style is the ability to really read the body language and yeah. to leverage their intuition. I've found that the eye style tends to really leverage that intuition more in their style. So how do we how do we help them deal with some of these struggles and how do we connect with them in a virtual environment? Yeah, I would say definitely stay close and stay frequent. So mm-hmm. those touch points are really important to this particular style on the people focus. They feed off that energy. When we're doing Zoom calls, use that energy back at them, yeah. smile, talk about stuff that's not really work related right away to feel that human connection. We've gone through a forced integration in the workplace. There is no compartmentalizing. There's no work in home. It is, am I working from home or I'm at home and I brought my work home to me, right? Right. It's it's this combination piece that we can start as leaders, start asking and sharing more about who we are and being vulnerable. And that connection piece will definitely feed very well into that. So just being sensitive to how to connect. I would agree with you, Sal. One of the other things I think that's missing 
is, you know, the eye contact that happens across the table in a right. meeting right. or in a session and just reading that energy and reading the thinking and maybe there's confusion and somebody else would call it out. We don't always see that when we're watching mm-hmm. nine people in a Zoom meeting. And so just being, as a leader, really paying attention to where people are at individually and bringing them in. Thanks, Tammy. And when you've got eight or 10 people or 12 people on a Zoom call, it's even harder to read that body language, a little easier with one or two people. So the steadiness style, so dominance, influence, steadiness, the steadiness style shares the characteristics of being accepting and people-focused with the I style. And they tend to be more moderate paced. What are you noticing about steadiness style in the virtual environment? Yeah, our steadiness style, I see them being very accommodating, right? That's kind of one of their characteristics and very thoughtful. And we're seeing our steadiness style bringing people along. Initially, one of our concerns was sometimes they hold back and we do a lot of coaching around being more assertive and using your voice or being heard rather than being overspoken. So we've done a lot of coaching around right now is perfect time to start practicing interrupting because that's what happens when you have a full meeting on Zoom. And so even getting encouragement to do that, if the leader is not able to pick up on that right now, that they indeed need to be invited into the conversation. So we've seen some of those steadiness style, sometimes taking more of a sideline approach versus all in on the field. So we've been encouraging that. I think we also need to pay attention to how much relationships mean to them. And even in the in-person office setting, our state of style was really almost like the invisible caretaker, that things just happened Mm -hmm. because we were taken care of. And that's probably still true. That is still happening. And so how do we reward that in just some private ways to really recognize that? We also see them really caring about the how. How are we doing this? What's the next process? What's the process like? As leaders, we need to be certain that we're providing that for them because it's really critical that everyone knows the plan. They do their best work with schedules, when knowing when, knowing expectations, when there's a lack of guessing, there's more certainty. So just being careful that that certainly is being met so they can be working at their best. Yeah. Awesome. And then the conscientiousness style, Tammy, shares the characteristics with the steadiness style of being moderate paced, calm and methodical, and they're more objective and logic focused, like the dominant style. Mm -hmm. What are you noticing in the virtual environment for this style? And how do we connect? Yeah, I think for our conscientious style, we're also noticing the invitation to speak up more. So Mm -hmm. because they're reserved, because they're more private, they sometimes don't speak up as quickly. And then all of a sudden the meeting's over and left with questions. And so inviting them to speak up more, to connect, make sure we're helping them understand the why behind the direction, the reason we're going certain places. But ultimately, one of the things I'm seeing most frequently about our conscientious style is the certainty in the plan. Again, making sure that people have a plan in place or that there's a plan identified So they can do their best work as well with data or research or analytics and be able to maximize their time. Because there's also a lot of conscientious style individuals that I've worked with in the last several weeks that are loving the quiet, right? They love this. They love the fact that, yeah, I'm not being interrupted much. Nobody's popping by my office. 
So there's this kind of piece of like, it's okay that I'm not as involved anymore on certain things because I find myself having good, deep work, protected, quiet time. The thing that we want to watch out for here is that our conscientious style may also be over-zoomed, right? They might have some Zoom fatigue or some virtual fatigue because it's a lot of energy to put forth when we're on camera all day long. And so are we giving pauses and rest points to regroup like they naturally Mm. would in a workplace where they can kind of get some quiet time versus being able to be on? I just joined a leadership team recently and two of the leaders echoed this, that normally after work, they'd go home, they kind of regroup, get some thinking time on a commute or a workout, and then go back into email. They said at five o'clock, they are exhausted. Right. They don't find the energy and the thinking time to be available anymore. So again, just watching out that are we meeting person's needs given their unique thinking and processing and emotional needs along Mm -hmm. the way. We found very similar things as well. I was on a call the other day with a leadership team and their C style engineers are doing quite well in this virtual environment. They love it. And They're also using technologies like Slack to do a lot of their communication. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful for information sharing and real-time updates. We always have to be careful about not making sure we go down the track of giving feedback over Slack or over email, pick up the phone, get on that virtual video call. But yeah, I think the pause, the rest, I think the being really intentional as a leader to consider what all of these styles need in the workplace Mm -hmm. And as a team, collectively coming up with team norms, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier before this conversation, coming up with those team agreements that take into consideration what different people need in the virtual environment and creating some new agreements. I think many businesses have been focused on rallying around a new business model, changing or refining their goals because what came up in January of 2020 is either temporarily or permanently obsolete. But one of the gaps that we're noticing is not resetting the behavioral expectations. And in this virtual world, this can really give us a framework for connecting with each other and creating those new agreements. Absolutely. And I think it's also worth noting again that even though we're talking about specific disc styles, we are a blend typically of those styles. Right. And uniquely knowing your people. If you didn't know your people before this happened, Either you're going to struggle or you're going to maximize this opportunity to get to know your people at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, if you were considered a weak leader or if you even rated yourself as weak, great opportunity to educate yourself more, read more, listen to great podcasts and up your game as a leader. Because ultimately, we need to honor and respect where every team member is at. And that includes the DISC model, that includes listening to what's not being said and being really intentional about how people are emotionally and mentally setting these team agreements. Um, It doesn't take long to just have a really authentic conversation about how are we doing? Are we honoring and respecting how people are working in addition to meeting our goals, of course, but taking a pause to get into a dialogue dedicated to how do we move forward? together and be stronger at the end of this will really help solidify the team. And ultimately what we want for our teams is to accelerate out of this, yeah. not to try to be catching up, but to have so much have done 
in this time that they can accelerate out of this and be really proud of what they've Mm -hmm. accomplished together. Tammy, thank you so much for being on the show again today. I know our listeners will find all of this conversation hopefully helpful and some insights and takeaways from today. So thank you for being here and talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sal, for having me. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining me today to talk about the future of leadership. Check out our episode page on our website to download a free toolkit to help you implement the concepts that Tammy and I talked about in this episode today. We also have a number of other free toolkits on our podcast page to help you and your people through this time, including how to lead with inspiration in a virtual environment, leading through crisis, and how managers can address loss and grief in the workplace. Again, go out to our podcast page on our website at 512solutions.com. That's the numbers 512solutions.com. We will get through this extraordinary time together. I look forward to continuing the conversation about the future of leadership. I'm out.